0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms one hundred nineteen, one hundred five says, "Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." Well, good morning, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And we're glad you joined us this morning. I hope uh, yesterday was an encouragement for those who were able to join us in person at our church or online. And uh, I thought it was a great morning. as We enjoyed a baptism, we enjoyed the children singing and a great time in God's word. I just enjoyed the services yesterday and service and hope you did as well. Hope it was an encouragement. And so we're glad you're joining us again this morning. As we take a few minutes in God's word, we're gonna be in Psalm 102 and we're gonna finish up. We spent the last several episodes in this chapter and so we're going to take today, and we're going to finish up with just a couple thoughts from these last two, last few verses of Psalm chapter 102. We're going to begin reading in verse number 23. The Bible says, "He weakened my strength in the way; he shortened my days." I said, "Oh my God, take me not away in the midst of my days." Thy years are throughout all generations. Now, if you remember, some there's really debate over who's writing this chapter. Some believe it was David, since the last one was penned is written by David and there's no one really stated as penning this. We believe it to be messianic. Um, so it could have been a prophet looking forward to the day of when Israel was going to be fully restored. We do believe, at least I believe, that much of what we read over the last few days in this chapter lean towards messianic prom- promises where Jesus will return and uh, all the promises that Israel is still yet looking forward to. And uh, so when we look at this, we see this author, likely David, who is, who is not doing well, not physically doing well, and he's pleading with God to allow him to live. He says, I want to I, I live long enough to see what I have been praying for. Now, again, it's it what we're looking at. It, when I believe to be messianic. He wasn't going to see it anyway, but I understand his premise. He says, Lord, I've given my life, my prayer, my desire is to be able to see this. And so please don't. Now, I guess what we can look at in the principle is less about... Um, the timing of all of this, and more just look at the heart of the man making the prayer. And he's looking at this. Now, I believe that any godly person should not fear death. And anybody who comes to a point where God has allowed death to come to their family, come to themselves, um, they shouldn't fear it. It doesn't mean that I don't believe that it means we should desire it. I believe that God has placed in each and every one of us this desire to live and to move on and enjoy life. And so I truly believe that that we should be okay with death but we should want to live and if nothing else be able to see the pleasures of what God's given us in our family to be able to continue to be fruitful and minister and minister to other people and this is what we should be hoping for this is what we should be desiring. And so as we look at these things, you know, he says, you shorten my life. And so it's not abnormal for, hey, please let me live longer, let me do this. But David's got a, I believe to be David's got a desire here. He's got a desire in this fact to be able to be healed, to be able to go back and see, And but yet he finds himself in a physical struggle. And so I think there's just a great heart there. I think this is another example of David just asking specifically for God to do something. Something I hope we can learn from that. That while God may, not, we mentioned yesterday, you know, as Christians we know that God has the authority and the power to intervene in our everyday life and the physical aspect of life, but yet He sometimes. Often chooses not to and so we are sometimes just going to have to accept the fact that while we've asked God or desire God to do something He's going to just choose not to do that and it's easy for us if we're allowed that to become frustrating But as you mentioned yesterday, we have to trust in God that his way is best even though we don't fully understand it And so David asked this, but yeah, in that in the midst of that when we trust God And this is what you want. God has told us to come boldly before the throne of grace So he's told us listen I We ultimately have to accept what God allows into our life, but we have been told in Scripture to boldly come to God. Boldly come to God and beg Him to move. Boldly come to Him and ask Him to do things. And I hope we do that. I hope we're not uh, thinking about, you know, in our prayer time and all of this, saying, Lord, please maybe do this, but we boldly ask God to do something, but fully trusting whatever He chooses to do. So he starts off with a bold prayer. But then he goes on and talks a little bit about how he believes that God can perform all the things he says he says in verse 25 of old thou hast laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of thy hands and so he takes a minute and he reminds you know he kind of just in stating in his prayer "Lord, i know you can do this because you are the one that created the earth everything we see is your handiwork and we see just by looking at nature, when looking at all the things that are happening in our life today, we see the amazement and the ability and the power that you have. And so we we go back as we think about the prayer requests we have and the desire for you to do something. We are reminded that in saying that, we go back and look at all that he has done. And just by looking at nature, we see the amazing power that God has, which gives us confidence moving forward. Then he says in verse 26, they shall all perish, they shall perish. He goes, What you've created, all of this will disappear at some point. But thou shalt endure, God. Yea, all of them shall act so like a garment and as a vesture that shall thou change them, and they shall be changed. Which is true. All of this is going to disappear. In fact, we know prophetically one day God is going to eliminate this earth as we know it and create a new heaven and a new earth. And so we look that we look forward to that. So the key is, we can look at a simple principle, of the power that God has in creating this, but also if we place all of our long-term hopes and dreams in what we're looking at right now, and what we have around us, it's all gonna be gone. So our long-term hope is found in God and what he's gonna have for us long-term. And so we put our trust in him because he can do that. But even these wonderful, amazing things that God has created for us, Here, now, they're going to pass away. So these aren't the things that we put our hope in. These aren't the things that are going to give us long-term hope. Uh, We need to be looking at these things as, Lord, the long-term hope is found in you. I like what he continues to say in verse 27, But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. He says, All the things you've created will be gone, Ultimately. But you never will, and that is the ultimate hope he puts in. It. Frankly, it's a as he's finishing this psalm, finishing this prayer to God. It's a phenomenal truth that he says it all. You know, in the power that you have, and all the things we've asked of you, restoring Israel and doing great things. He goes, ultimately, everything we see and the beauty we see is going to disappear. But you are never, are never, are always the same. Will never change. Can I encourage you? That is the confidence that we hold on to as Christians. Our lives may not always end up the way we may think they should or we desire. God may take us down paths that don't make sense. We know they're going to be good because he is good. And we know that what he's doing is good because he is good. Remember, we said yesterday, God is not good because of the things he does. The things he does are good because God is good. And we put our trust in him. And he says that even though all the things that we hold dear to, and we are to, you know, we hold dear uh, to the things of our life, you know, I, I enjoy my fa- I love my family. I enjoy the blessings of what God has given me and, and I shouldn't look back and begrudge them I should be content with God's given me and desire to use them to be an impact for him But ultimately while many of those things will not turn out the way I desire them to sometimes in my human nature They will turn out as God wants them to so that's what I put my trust in But my trust in that that God is going to allow these things to happen in his will Because he's always the same and that is what I put my confidence in. And I hope that that's an encouragement as you think about that today. I don't know what it is that God will allow to come your way this week. I don't know what it is that God may bring your way that may shake your faith or give you a chance to strengthen your faith. But I, I don't know what it is. What we, we can do is we can put confidence that while the things around us may now always stay the same, what God has brought into our life, what, what the God of our life will never change. So I hope you put your trust in him this week. If you've never put your trust in him for salvation, I hope you do that. Hope you recognize that salvation's not found in church, it's not found in religion, it's not found in baptism, it's not found in my works. Eternal security, salvation is found in Jesus alone. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. But he also told us in 1 John, these things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. If you don't know that, you can. Know that, as God has promised us in the Bible. But for those of you who put your faith in Jesus, what we look at today is the fact that no matter what changes, no matter what seems to not go what we think it we should, God never changes, and that's where we find our hope. Thanks again for joining us today and giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. Greatly appreciate it, and we hope it's an encouragement as we continue to study God's Word. Uh, we're back in the office tomorrow, so we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we continue to take our study through the Book of Psalms. Hope you join us again tomorrow, whether it's live at 11 or watching our archive later or listening to this in audio format. Uh, we're just glad to be part of your day. Look forward to having it. Hope you have a great day and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.